Welcome to Negotiation with Alice, your negotiation podcast. I am here to answer all your questions about anything and everything negotiation-based. It can be about something with your children, your spouse, your friends, your colleagues, your family, your parents. Come on the show, ask me a question, and I will give you negotiation advice. Welcome to the show. I have a very special guest here today. This is someone from my childhood. We went to elementary school together in Louisiana. And so I would love to introduce Karen Nauman. Karen. Hi, Alice. It's so great to connect with you. And I love watching your success in your professional career take off over uh, the many decades we've known each other. Um, I'm currently uh, based on the opposite side of the country as you. I live in the Washington, D.C. area because I am an educator, executive, and author with a focus on national security. Uh, most recently, I was project manager for U.S. Army Strategic Communications Outreach Contract that focused on prevention, resiliency, and readiness. I've also worked in South Korea for you at USFK. I've done contracts with the State Department. And I also am, enjoy teaching as an adjunct professor at West Virginia University, where I teach uh, active military trying to earn their graduate degree. That is very exciting. You have, you have quite a lot of uh, very interesting experiences. And what is the book that you're the author of? So that's so great you have. This is another intersection of our interests, I believe. I, um, I wrote a chapter in a college textbook on intercultural public relations. Oh, interesting. We'll have to have a conversation later on about that. So I believe, Karen, you've got a really fascinating topic for many of our listeners, particularly people who are looking for jobs and are getting job offers. What's your question, Karen? Well, I'll frame it. It's like just last night, um, I'm... I, have led a lot of teams. I've been an educator and taught a lot of people. So I do get a lot of, you know, questions asked of me and I want to make sure I'm was giving the right advice. I had a, um, a, and I think the fact that she's female is significant. Um, ask me, she's in negotiations for a job. The salary that she was offered was lower than what she said her salary range was. And she's asked, she said, do I accept this or do I, uh, you know, respond with a, that that's not in my range or how do I respond? I encouraged her wholeheartedly, please negotiate. Please, you know, stand your ground, know your worth, all of those things. And um, and if they can't get the number up and you really want that job, then please negotiate on a different front, PTO, more PTO or something like that. So I wanted to ask you, uh, did I give her good advice? And what advice would you have given her? Because I might add, give her an, an, a, a PS message. Absolutely. And I'm super excited. I know you've got expertise in this area, Karen. So we'll definitely have a nice conversation about it. Um, I usually, yes, yes, you did give wonderful advice, spot on. And, you know, I hear a lot of times about people feeling like, well, I'm having trouble asking for more because I'm not sure that I feel like I deserve more and that sort of thing. And really what I like to do is reframe the conversation for people who are feeling like, oh, well, I'm stuck in this certain mindset. And I feel like even if you're stuck in this mindset, if you know the tools and you know the game, you can just jump in and play the game. And so the game that I try to paint the rules of engagement are that if a company is making an offer they're probably never starting with their top offer because they're excellent negotiators. And as professional negotiators, 
companies and HR hiring managers, they are going to always leave some room for negotiation because you don't know who the other side is going to come up with. So you don't want to be the person who shows up and looks like you don't know what you're doing in terms of negotiating. If you show up and you counter, it's not, I know a lot of women feel like, oh, well, I don't want to look too greedy. It's not that you look too greedy. You look like you don't know how to negotiate. And so when I frame it that way, suddenly it's a different game right? Suddenly no one wants to show up saying, well, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing or I don't look like I know what I'm doing. Right. So when I frame it that way and I educate them on the way to counter offer what things to think about, you know, the number that you give is also, you're not communicating. That's what I want. You're communicating the midpoint. The midpoint is what you're looking for. Right. So what I'm trying to coach people on is that the things that you think you're communicating is not what you're actually communicating, right? You are and so right. I, I'll just add that I'm usually the hiring manager. Um, and I want people that are going to be on my team that will come forward and speak their mind and be transparent and have a dialogue with me. And I want them to be able to have the capability to negotiate. So I'm looking for that response back. Right. And so talk to me a little bit about this, like looking at the midpoint, like what are you hearing when someone gives you a counter? Are you hearing the midpoint? Are you look like, what's the messaging that you're receiving from the other side? Well, usually of all the jobs that I've been part of hiring team, we give a range and you work absolutely right, Alice, that we're not, unless you're just like a superstar, rarely do we give the top number in that range um, as the initial job offer. So there is wiggle room. Um, so if you come close within that range, then that's fine. If you're going to come up $200,000 over that, I don't know, think we have negotiating space. Uh, so, but uh, usually that's exactly right. We're kind of in that low, low to mid range in an offer. Someone can come back and say, I really want it more toward this part of the range. That's great. We'll look at that. If, if we really want them and if you've spent time give, interviewing them, going through tons of resumes, and you've made them an offer, you do want them. You don't want to want to go back to that process. Exactly. Because in a negotiation, the more time and money you've invested, the more you want that outcome to be something that's a deal. You want that deal, right? And so by the time you get to this second or third stage of interview, you've probably spent many hours already, like you said, looking at all the different resumes, picking them out, really vetting them. So the last thing you want is for them to make one counter offer and you pack up your bags and go away because that means you've wasted all that time and you have to go back to the drawing board. Isn't that right? Exactly. And usually the hiring manager has defended making the offer to you over others, you know, to higher ups to the COO or whoever the HR head is or whatever the situation is. So they've kind of already gone, to, you know, to do battle for you. Sorry, I work in DOD. Everything has a war metaphor. Um, so, <laughs> you know, they've gone to battle for you. And so come, they want you too. 
Yes. And so, you know, it sounds like from the hiring manager's perspective, part of the interview is really, can this person negotiate? Are they a good negotiator? Right? Yeah. That uh, if, if I get a, um, okay, that sounds great right away with no thinking it over. Um, I start, that gives me pause. Like, oh my gosh, did we just make a mistake? So it's the exact opposite of what people are feeling like, right? They feel like, well, I don't want to sound greedy, but actually if they accept too eagerly or too soon, you're thinking, oh goodness, maybe this was not as strong of a candidate as we initially thought. Right. I want someone that's everyone's asking to the dance, not the one that can't find a date. ever wondered how do I get my spouse to do more of their share of the chores or you figure how can I convince them to go on this vacation you're basically negotiating so if you'd like to get better at negotiation so that you can have better outcomes in your life please check out Alice's negotiation courses you can find them at negotiationwithalice.com. Please visit my website, come and join and be a part of our small group negotiation course, and I will get your negotiation chops a lot sharper. You mentioned it was something like dating, right? That you want to chase a little bit, right? And that same human emotion of wanting to chase someone still exists even in this business sense. Can you talk a little bit about that, Karen? Well, if you have, you're bringing a lot to the table, the negotiate, literally the negotiating table, then know your worth and you, you have something to offer. Don't just give it away, you know, know, know your worth. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So I really want our listeners to really understand that whether you feel like you deserve the salary that you want, whether you have the confidence to ask for it or not, the takeaways should be that you're not communicating that you're greedy. You're communicating that you're a very excellent negotiator and you're not communicating the number that you actually want. You're communicating somewhere in between the two numbers with the idea being there's going to be a slight amount of back and forth and hopefully both parties will land with a mutual agreeable amount. Exactly. And negotiation is a good is a key skill to have because everything is negotiation, getting your employees motivated, getting vendors at right prices on contracts. So I need you coming into the role with that capability. And also you mentioned earlier, there are many other things that you can negotiate when you're negotiating a job offer. It's not just salary, right? There's PTO, there's 401k contributions, there might be educational stipends, car, cell phone. What are some of the other things that you've seen? You bring up a very good point. And I personally have come back where there was no contractual, really wasn't contractual room for a salary increase. But I said, well, can I have a professional development fund? Or can you pay for me to participate in this association? There's other places to be compensated beyond the bottom line salary. Absolutely. And one of the things that I like to think of are, what are some of the things that are cheap to the company, but valuable to you and vice versa? So one of the examples that I like to give is perhaps working remotely part-time might be very cheap for the company, but very, very valuable for the employee to feel like, oh, this would be fantastic. So think of as many things as you can going into it of what can you ask for that wouldn't cost the company anything, but would be greatly important to you. 
Oh, that's such a great point, Alice. Yeah, I've also done like flex time. Let me work, you know, 40 hours Monday through Thursday so I can have Fridays off or half day Fridays. You're so right. So there are many, many things. So I want the listeners to really think of those things before you go into a negotiation. And it's really important to prepare, right? You don't want to just go into a job offer not prepared. You want to really understand what they can offer you, what you can offer them. Um, you also want, you know, talk talk to me a little bit about the fact that people should be doing some sort of research regarding salary ranges, right? Absolutely. I, I want um, empirical based data driven decisions in your job. So I want that in your negotiation. I want you to tell me I've researched in this area for my qualifications and most are getting in this range. You know, that may not be what I can offer and that may not be totally you know, accurate for what I can offer on this contract. But I appreciate that they did the research, they did the homework, and they came prepared. And I can have that discussion with them about those averages or where those numbers are and where our numbers come from. But you have to do the research to open that dialogue. Absolutely. And, you know, bring your data of the things that you've accomplished, right? If you've closed, if you've built a company and you've, you know, grown it by X number of staff, or if you've increased sales by X number, or you've increased your number of social media followers, like bring all that data to the table, because that is really important information to bring to a negotiation. Yes, those social proof points that you uh, bring value and bring worth to the roles that you fill is very important. And I know in my field, which is communications, we're not the most numbers driven group of people out there on the planet. Um, it is I strongly encourage that you you keep track of those metrics and those successes you have in your various roles so that you can talk about that as you move forward in your career. Fantastic. And then as a, as a last um, note, I'd love to share an anecdote just so that our listeners can get an idea of how these negotiations can take place. I coached someone who uh, was approached by a recruiter and was given what seemingly was $30,000 higher than what she was currently making, except when she went back home and she looked at her benefits package, the benefits package was $30,000. So then the offer of $150,000 was equivalent to her current $120,000 salary plus $30,000 of benefits, right? So she came to me asking like, what, what should I do with this offer? I don't know what to do. So then my first question was, how much money would it take for you to transfer to the other job? And she said, I would like 180,000 to go to the other job. I won't transfer if it's anything less. So then I said, great. So you want to use 180 as the midpoint between 150 and 210. So right. she was at first shocked, like, $60,000, like that seems really egregious. And I said, if they walk away from 210, they're not walking away from 210, they're walking away from 180. And you're telling me now that you don't want anything less than 180 anyway, so it's okay. So rest assured, if they walk away from 210, it's not the 210, it's 180. So she said, okay, great. So she went ahead and asked the recruiter to make that request or counter offer. The recruiter said, oh, my goodness, this is a lot of money. And she said, don't worry. I talked to my coach. She's assured me that this is the right move. And so they went and I expected that there would be a couple of counter offers, perhaps trying to get her a little bit lower, you know, closer to what they wanted. And their next move was 180. Yep. 
that's that is true that's so right so you are great at helping people with this uh salary negotiation chess game you sometimes find yourself in and i would you brought up a good point also is the other the other benefits and knowing what those are we talked about having data your own data proof points on your resume and whatnot and bringing that to the conversation Make sure that you know when they say we do PTO, we offer this, we offer that. What exactly do you offer in terms of PTO? What exactly is your 401k match? Um, you, you know that or have them ask those questions. And then that will also demonstrate that you pay attention to details. Absolutely. And one last point, too, is that when you are doing the research on salaries and what the other people are making, make sure that you are looking in your geographic area. And I'm talking about sometimes even the next county over will be different. So you really want to be very specific because I'm out here in the Bay Area and you can just drive 50 miles and suddenly it's going to be different, right? Yes, so and I am in Washington, D.C. So just exactly the same situation out of the Beltway, then that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. So make sure that you're coming in with the right research. Definitely. Well, so great talking to you today. It was so great connecting. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on, Karen. Um, and how can people reach you if they'd like to get to know you or they'd like to hire you for something? That's yes. Please look me up on LinkedIn and then you can see my background with proof points and published uh, articles and speaking opportunities and, and other ways I can serve you. So just look me up on LinkedIn under my name, Karen Nauman, N-A-U-M-A-N-N. Thank you for tuning in to Negotiation with Alice, your negotiation podcast. It's been a pleasure having you be part of the conversation. Please hit like, share, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. If you enjoyed my podcast, Negotiation with Alice, and are interested in working with me to level up your negotiation, communication, and persuasion skills, please check out ShekinahNegotiationAcademy.com. That's Shakina spelled S-H-I-K-I-N-A, NegotiationAcademy.com. See you on the next podcast.